So, we're just raw dogging it, like we didn't get like the questions in advance. <laughs> To our first time listeners, to our last time listeners, to everyone in between, welcome to the Laser Den Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. What's this, episode three? Yeah, episode three. This is the follow-up after the, the Texas Boys. <laughs> oh, my. Can we talk about the Texas Boys just for a few minutes? Can we, can we tell you just, like, how great that podcast was? That was amazing. I mean, I didn't... The content that we got with them was so unexpected. Like, when we say get personal, like, they got personal. Like, that was, even me, having known them, that was, like, a whole nother side to them. It was so amazing to see them actually come out of their shell. You know, when we see them in customs, when we see them streaming, you know, it's always kill, 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 you know, joke, joke, joke. But to see them actually come out of their shell and, you know, show that other side of them, you know, that off stream side i thought it was amazing like i didn't know the you know the stories they was telling you know i i just didn't know a lot of that stuff and to see them in a different light just you know puts them even higher on the pedestal for me i agree i mean i know they're both amazing guys but to just be as personable as they were um during that podcast was just amazing to see i, I loved getting them out of that show but i would say i would say the the funniest part was where they challenged me and you to a two v two. Now that 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 right there, hey, yeah, that's my CTV, <laughs> that's my CTV right there. I'm not dumb. I ain't doing that. <laughs> I'm dumb. I'll do it. Just joking. I'm retired. I'm just joking. Just joking. No. You guys heard it here first. He'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it at twenty fifty. But no, it was an amazing podcast. Uh, thank, thank you to everyone that was listening. Thank you, everyone, to, you know, to give us our five stars on that, to, you know, the thumbs ups, man. Thank you all so much. It was that podcast. That podcast will go down. I think we're going to, like you said, I think within 10 years, when we go back to see, listen to that podcast, when Texas and T are, you know, famous and doing major things, I think we're going to go back and listen to that podcast and be like, damn, there it is. <laughs> I don't even know if we told the listeners of how that podcast was done um, five, ten years down the line when they're going to look back on that and remember that they were just in the work truck recording a podcast with us I and talk pray. about humble beginnings. Oh, my goodness. I pray. I pray. Once they get millions of dollars, they go buy that work truck. Just go buy the work truck and have it in, in, in your garage. Yeah. Like, could definitely. you imagine? The first podcast that we, I've ever recorded, and I've got the work truck in the garage. <laughs> that would be amazing. Amazing. Well, today's podcast. Woo. I know. Everyone's going to ask, how can we follow that up? And and let me just add, too. Yes, we've only released two podcasts, but the Texas Boys was our most listened, most liked. Within the first 24 hours, it already had 75 listens. They, like, if... If that doesn't tell you something about how, you know, about them, and I'm going to say them because, you know, it is, 
if that doesn't tell you something about Texas and T and how far and how loved they are in this community and how much that people love them, I don't know what else does. That's a lot of listens. That's a lot of views, uh, especially, you know, for the whole world to see, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm happy that the whole world is going to be able to hear them. Hopefully they'll go into their stream, support them, make sure that you all do. Like, it, it's so it's so impressive to see see their reach. Yes, definitely. So everyone's going to ask, how do we follow that up? How are we following uh, that up today? Well, I am sitting at a table with the ladies of laser the ladies of laser yes it's gonna be very very interesting for me today we're gonna have well we can't pronounce her name she's gonna have to tell us first but we have our uwu which is what we call her um harley quinzel has joined us and the lovely miss amish she's a bully she is not stop it she is the sweetest. Don't don't talk about my duo. Well, first of all, oh, oh Lord, here we go, here we go. It's, <laughs> it's the dynasty is back. It's the the dynasty. <laughs> See, every, everyone thought that Texas and Telmetto was that duo. Oh, nope. No. They ain't Guys, got nothing on me and my one. duo. Oh my goodness, they, we have we have Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. We have the two goats in the building right now. We we have <laughs> Dev and the Bully. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we have Dev and the bully in the building today. But no, I'm very I'm very anxious to 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 ask uh the ladies of Laser like how you all started because you all are a very very tight group. You all are a very tight group um that have started, you know, started from humble beginnings to to have, you know, this empire that we have now that is called, you know, Laser Den and it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how you, all y'all's worlds have, you know, intertwined with each other. I agree. Should we bring in the ladies? Let's bring them in. Let's do it. So we are here with the ladies of Laser, our Uwu, Miss Amish, and the lovely Harley Quinn. She's going to have to tell us how to say her name. That's the first order of business here because we already <laughs> butchered it on the first podcast. But we know her and love her as Uwu. But please tell us how to say your name. <laughs> okay, so my name is Christine, and that's how you spell it in Japanese, and it's pronounced Kurisuten. I feel like that's what Kurisuten. I said. Kurisuten. Yeah, a lot of you guys got it right, but you guys second guessed yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Kur- so this is Kurisuten. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. I still couldn't say it worth shit, but it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the LaserDim podcast, ladies. Thank you for having us. Yes. Stream. What? Uh, I'll, I'll start with the Uwu uh, first. What got you into streaming? Like, what was the first game you streamed? What's the first game you played? Like, what? What got you into this? You know, <laughs> what got you into the streaming uh, atmosphere? You would say. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm gonna go back to uh, when I found what is now my fiance. Um, okay. I met him and his friends over Warzone, um, and I was getting ready to delete the game because I only downloaded it for like during the pandemic. Um, I was sitting there in the lobby about to delete it. He sent me a request. I joined. 
um, him and his friends were there. They were pretty funny. Um, his friends actually stream. So I kept asking, like, hey, you know, when we're playing a game, like, who are you talking to? Like, I didn't know streaming was a thing. I didn't know. And um, so they explained to me, like, oh, it's Twitch. You know, we, you know, we stream the games. And so I started on my Xbox. And no camera, no nothing, just straight Xbox. And in party chat where you can only hear me, you can't hear you know my party and then as i started following more people i noticed like hey how can i hear like everybody in their chat but not mine and then like the whole pc thing came up and then i kind of was just like i need that like i'm not a good gamer but i need that and i want that because like streaming has been so much fun and yeah it, it did it i picked up the pc i you know bought my camera i started streaming and even though like i said like my only supporter would be him like it's it was kind of like an escape for me i guess you could say um through you know the stress of the day and like i have severe anxiety and um i'm very shy but for some reason like being in front of a crowd whether it's over you know in person or if it's through a webcam for some reason like i don't feel like i'm myself and i'm like able to shine what i can't shine in like one-on-one with other people that i don't know Mm -hmm. So that's what got me into streaming. What about you, Hamish? Oh. <laughs> um, I actually, actually, my boyfriend, Raging Amish, actually really got me into streaming. He had started pl- gaming a lot when we first got together, and I actually told him how stupid it was and how. <laughs> He would never get anywhere with like streaming and anything, so I was a horrible supporter. Oh no! <laughs> but then I'm like, oh my gosh, like he's having so much fun, and like Shout I was out almost to getting raging jealous. going through that. Yeah. <laughs> getting jealous of like the attention he was getting and like lack of giving it to me. So I'm like, all right, let me just get an Xbox. Let me start playing with him. So at least I at least get into that. I'm like, oh hey, I'm kind of getting decent at this game. Maybe I should stream too. So then I started streaming on the Xbox and everything, and then loved every second of it. So I'm like, you know what? Like, I want to keep going with this. I'm getting really good at it. So then I'm like, all right, we want, we're going to do the PC. I went and got the PC, and now, oh my gosh, it's it has just skyrocketed from there. <laughs> do you ever go back and say what a dumbass I was for saying that to him? Do you ever go back to say that? He will never let me forgive it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's and for great. everyone that knows him, you guys know how he is. So he will never let me live that down. <laughs> that's great. Score one for the city, guys. We're up one, baby. We're up one. City boys. <laughs> Harley. My love of horror, I guess, would I would have to say probably got me into it. And then like um seeing others streaming the horror, I was like, maybe I should do this because uh you know, I love um, horror movies, and horror movies are too predictable, whereas horror games, you're, like, kind of in the middle of it, so it's not as expected. I mean, some of the games, you're kind of just, like, before they do, like, the jump scares and stuff, you're like, I knew that was coming! Um, But yeah. What? So, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. you 
I was going to say, you like all those scary games, and I just can't. So I guess my question to that is, like, how, how, just how, how do you get through those horror games? Because I cannot. Um, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd probably have to say I've had a love of horror since, like, I was probably in, like, I, I want to say I was probably, like, four. I mean, I was watching, like, Chucky and stuff. Um, mm -mm. I used to I used to run. Yes, yeah, absolutely <laughs> not. Gonna, nope. Right. You're going <laughs> to laugh at this. So I used to, like, run home from school. Before I did any of my homework, I'd, like, throw my bag on the bed. I'd jump on my bed. And I would immediately would close all the curtains and everything, make my room all dark. And I would sit there and I would watch Tales of the Crypt. Let me tell you, I do the exact same thing, but I got in trouble by doing so by my parents. Aw, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I mean, I may have had this, like, love of horror, but, like, I still have, like, nightmares and stuff about some things. But I don't know. I just, I just love horror. Can I add to that? It is so hard to jump scare you. It is so hard to jump scare you. Well, like I said, it like it like depends on the game because like it it some like I said some horror games actually have um jump scares that will get you, but like some of them are like just so predictable because like I said, where I love horror so much, like I've watched it so much that like you can kind of like it's I wouldn't say that it's like an intuition thing, but like you just can kind of like tell that something's gonna happen, something's a muck. Um so you just you're just like preparing yourself for it. Mm -mm. Well, you mm -hmm. can do a job of it because mm -hmm. I've tried so hard to jump scare you and you don't budge. <laughs> I, mean, I played um DVD with her before and there was one time she got scared. Yeah, so rare. It's rare. Like when she does mm -hmm. get scared, I'm like, oh my god, she got scared. Yeah, she I was gonna gets say scared, it's really scary. Of that, uh, what that game was it? Um, was it uh, Visage, Visage, whatever, Tomato, Tomato, because everyone keeps saying that, but anyways, um, that uh, part in the uh, when they were in the hospital, I actually think someone clipped me when um, they had like the mannequin looking people. And you were like walking through this hallway, and one of the dudes just get got thrown through the window and like just plopped on the floor. I'm like, huh? Well, that 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 actually got me. I think, uh, but I was just like, I mean, it was kind of expected, but I was like, eh, it's not gonna happen. So then I just continued, and it happened. If I would have done anything that you just said, turning the lights out, watching Tales of the Crypt, I wouldn't be here right now. I'd be in a fetal position still having nightmares. Mm -mm. <laughs> nope. I can't remember. This might be shocking for those of you that actually know me, but when I was younger, um, and I used to watch like the old horror movies that like my mom grew up with, you know, like Halloween, like the original Halloween and Friday the thirteenth and all that. Like I would skip through the sex scenes and the scary parts. So I never actually saw the movies really. Um as soon as you hear like that scary music, then I would just hit fast forward on the VHS and just skip it. And if they were like having sex, I would skip that part too. Because usually in those horror movies, like the scary part happens during the sex scene or immediately after. So I would just skip that. How do you get the whole plot then? <laughs> I didn't. 
<laughs> I mean, I like scary movies now, but it has to be under like certain conditions. Like, I will not see a scary movie in the theater, and I won't watch a scary movie with the lights off, and I won't watch it before bed. Like, I have to have enough time to watch like a Disney movie or something before bed. Oh no! To get Mine that is. out of my mind. Mine's lights out, curtains closed, by myself, surround system. Yo. Yes. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> so y'all crazy, crazy. Y'all crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, go, I mean, I go to sleep with like ID shows and like that type of thing sometimes. So. Yeah. yeah, I think me and Harley are like the only ones from the group that are really all like hoard out. Mm. See, I like I can do like true crime and stuff. Like I was really into like the Jeffrey Dahmer series recently, but like actual like horror stuff, I can't. Oh. I can't. I mean, like, like some of it doesn't bother me. Like, it it didn't bother me at all. Like, I don't have a fear of clowns, but no, can't. Mm-mm. No way. What about you, Ms. Amish? Do you like the scary things? Oh my gosh, yes. Really? Uh, my mom used to put me to. I I can remember, like four or five years old. My mom used to put me to bed for my nap watching Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> That's awesome! Oh my, oh my gosh, <laughs> I got grounded for watching those things. <laughs> Well, my mom, my mom's a horror junkie, so that's literally all I grew up on was just horror. <laughs> like you can literally go and see like all my DVDs and like my VHSs from growing up. There is like maybe like two Disney movies; the rest are horror. Yeah, me too. All my shelves are horror, and then my Disney's like one shelf, I think. <laughs> Absolutely no way. Do it. There's no way. Like, like, there's no way I could really watch that and then go to sleep. Like, no. I'm I know. That's my thing, too. Like, I, I, I know I'll have nightmares, and I'm not trying to be running from, you know, Michael Myers in my dreams. No. No. If I, like, if I wake up and roll over, and God forbid, I forget Sophie's there, and I just see this dog head, I'm peeing the bed. I'm sorry. I just, it's just what it is. I'm going to pee the bed. I'm scared. Like, No. Can't do it. Or Sophie gonna catch an uppercut? Hey, probably <laughs> Sophie. Sophie gonna eat up. She, she would get punted. Oh my god! I'm already like, look, I, I, my nerves are already bad enough as it is with with you all jump scaring me. But like, no, I couldn't. Yeah, I haven't done that in a long time. I know. I'm very proud of you, bully. You I know, did it uh, during. We're gonna have to do it. No, no, yep. The price is going up. We're gonna tag team on you. Oh lord, it would be. I What's spent all my twenty is like, last night. You can tell when you really get him because he does square up. Like that's the hilarious <laughs> part. When you really get him, like he just squares up, like he's just ready to throw a punch. <laughs> Y'all rude. Y'all mean. No, I low key forget. I know. I low key forget about it at times. <laughs> like I get zoned in, like doing something. Next thing you know, I just hear this screech. Oh God. Bad. It is bad. That's what I look for is when I know you're like really in the game or you're really focused on your commentary and then I'm going to just hit it and then here you go, ready to fight. (laughs) So Harley, what is your all-time favorite game? Like that that game that you just knew hooked you in. You're like, yep, I'm a gamer. This is this is life. Uh, I'd probably have to say, even though it's not horror, well, I mean, it's got some scary stuff in it. I'd I'd probably have to say, like, The Legend of Zelda. Sounds interesting. When did you first play Zelda? Uh, I want to say I was probably, like, uh, 10, 11, I think. 
I mean, obviously, coming from then to now, the graphics weren't that great. But I mean, back then they weren't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'd probably have to say just like the storylines. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like the basics of like Mario with like saving the princess, mm-hmm. that type of. I mean, you did kind of have to save a princess, but it still wasn't like how they played it out in um Mario. I mean, it, it, and it was like a big, like a larger map. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it go... wasn't just like it wasn't Mario. Like, it was like only like two things. No, no, it wasn't two. It was like maybe three. And like, Zelda had like this whole like plot of like you could also go ahead of time and in uh back in time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was just like an interesting like storyline besides, like I said, the basics of like Mario trying to save Princess Peach (laughs) from Bowser. Yeah. Yeah. I think Zelda kind of like changed the gaming world a little bit because I mean, prior to that, we really just had, you know, like Sonic and Mario and I think Zelda was kind of like the first like MMORPG. Oh, that yep. took it to like a bigger scale like that. 007 GoldenEye Nintendo 64. <laughs> You're just so it quick is, with this. It is my prized possession. I still hold that console and that game here and I still play it. Hmm. That's a hard one. <laughs> it really is. Honestly, I gotta say my favorite ever game was Donkey Kong Country 2 for the uh, Nintendo 64. Oh my all time favorite game. That's like a core memory unlock right there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, that game was just. Ugh. I think mine is also going to be a Nintendo 64 game. I think we're on to something. Um, I think Nintendo 64 was like elite, but mine was Yoshi's Story. Oh, like, yeah. oh, that made me cry. I cried. Yeah, <laughs> like that, that game had you going through. Every and there was so yes. many different things going on there, and then it like I don't know that game will always be like top tier for me. I'm actually looking for Nintendo 64 right now and to get that game so I can stream it on TikTok. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking how to stream it from the PC because I've seen people stream it on Twitch, so I'm trying to figure that out because I definitely want to stream 007 Goldeneye, um, maybe even Zelda. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to send you a uh, a link here in a second, Dev, of this guy. He owns his own uh, own throwback store, and he sells everything from the original Nintendo's Ataris all the way up to PS5s now. Like he has every single game. He's on TikTok, and he's got his own store. Yeah, and he still interested. Like I want the Nintendo yeah. 64 so bad with Yoshi story with that little sound that he makes when he eats the thing. I just broke my Nintendo 64 maybe like four years ago. She just we had it yes. four years. That's ago. not yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, but like I'm sorry for you for a second that he said four years ago. What? Well, you're no, over it now. You're over it now. No, oh, I'm not over it because we had it set up in a camper. Like we had a camper out front. And me and my sisters, because we we get in trouble, and my mom would like hide it, so we'd go to camper to like away from my parents and like sneak playing it. But the one day the power surged and the power went out, and it fried the system, and I was heartbroken. I cried. I would too. 
that my Nintendo 64, like I said, it's my prized possession. Like, you know, screw my PC. Like, my 64 is like my heart and soul. That's how I am on my Super Nintendo Classic. Well, I have the regular Nintendo Classic and the Super Nintendo Classic. Because, I mean, they're just, like, I'm going to say it again, like, classic games that, like, mm-hmm. you just can't replicate those feelings on any other game. Like, I mean, Call of Duty is great. Fortnite is great for some people. Uh, Apex is great. But, like, getting to play Mario, even though I'm complete ass at it, and anyone that watches me on Saturday mornings will know that, like, it's just, it, it's like a relaxation that I can't replicate with anything else. It's just like getting a little piece of my childhood back. Mm-hmm. We're getting to play Sonic on the Sega. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. I have Sega Genesis. I, I have Sega Genesis. I have uh, Sonic. Yeah, I have it. I can still I feel that, like, getting hit by one of those bees or, like, touching a <laughs> ring. Like, you know how that feels. Like, I can still feel that in my heart. Like... <laughs> I have a oh. Sonic game, like it's the old school Sonic game on the PlayStation, and I used to stream it. Um, but I was really bad at Sonic, so I quit streaming it because it was not good, not good. I get to you, this one you... world, and I couldn't get off of it, and I'm just like, okay, well, I'm not gonna keep making them watch this world. <laughs> when you turned that Sega on, and all you heard was Sega. Sega. Yes. <laughs> Put you get you a little warm and fuzzy inside. You're like, ah, let's go. <laughs> We're having a blow on the games, guys. That used yes. to be like that was the most iconic thing. Like, oh my gosh, the game work. Oh, don't worry, I just got to blow on it and put it back in. Hey, did Isn't y'all it ever have had... the Q-tip? The Q-tips? Did y'all ever have to use the Q-tip? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that or making sure you connected the the sound cable and the yeah. the visual cable, right? Which one goes first, the red or the yellow or the white one? <laughs> That was my thing. <laughs> so I know we talk about this amongst ourselves, but how do you guys feel it is for a female streamer coming up um, and a female gamer? Like, what has your experience been, Miss Amish? Um, do you feel the toxicity? If you do, how do you combat that? How do you work through it? How do you not let it stop your grind? It is so hard in any instance for a female in this world. Gaming, it's... When it comes to gaming, they think women are, like, bottom tier. Women can't play video games. Like, it's... Just the second they hear a woman's voice, it's just toxicity. And it's sad. It really is. Because we can outplay any of them any day. And it's just so... It's just... it's. I hate to say it, but it's kind of funny to us because I'm like... Little do you know that I'm going to sit here and I'm going to kill you 12 times when you're going to get one kill. Like, how, like, you're in your mom's basement. Like, it's just, it's upsetting how negative they are towards the female gender. But then when it comes to streaming, women kind of, I hate to say women kind of have the upper hand. Especially if you have a camera. Because they're like, oh my gosh, it's a woman. I'm just going to stay here, like, for sexual reasons. Like, I just want to look at her. They're not even there for your gameplay. But at the same time, like, I also feel like you have to work a lot harder to keep those viewers, like, entertained. So in one sense, I feel there's a lot of toxicity, but I also feel that we have to work harder to kind of get to where we at, or as, as streamers and gamers. Yep, I agree. What about you, Uwu? Yeah, I have to agree with Amish. Um, we definitely have to work harder. And I'm going to say this, I'm kind of used to it. Because I grew up working on cars. 
um, drifting, you know, racing. Like, that was my thing. Um, and I used to get bashed on all the time. Oh, girls can't do it. This is a guy sport, you know, whatever. You're going to crash your car. You're not going to build it right. But I was spanking guys. I was spanking guys, like, left and right. Like, this is my build. I did it myself. You know, I, you know, hands-on, all me. And I kind of just, when switching over to gaming, you know, it's the same concept. But what I can add to it is the reason why I feel women have to work much harder is because women our is literally our biggest haters. Um, it's sad to say, but women hate women for some odd reason. And it's like, if they see you doing something they can't or they wish they could or aren't as good at it as you, they're going to be your biggest haters. Apart from the guys, I think I think TikTok played a big role in why guys talk a lot of crap to girls. Um, I just felt like it was a big trend, like, go make me a sandwich or go back to the kitchen. Like, it's all stuff we've seen on TikTok. And, like, literally, it's the same line every single guy will give you. And then... Um, females, for some odd reason, I d will never understand this, but females, I feel, are the biggest haters of other females. So in the sense of we do have to work harder because it's like we have both genders, you know, going at it with us. Um, and as far as like the whole camera thing, like when they say, oh, girls have a bigger advantage. I agree to an extent if you are you know like she said sexualized like if they find you sexually attractive then yeah then yeah they're like oh yeah i'm gonna sit here no matter how bad you suck i'm gonna sit here because you're hot but like for other girls that you know don't you know aren't showing their boobs aren't showing cleavage you know like we don't get that <laughs> sad to say but we don't get that harley what do you think yes and no i mean you have to for females i feel like there's more pressure because you know um i mean i mean everywhere there's like more males doing things and mm -hmm. like i want to say that it i'm trying to think how to word it <laughs> no speak speak your mind should it um, speak your mind it's okay. like women can do just about as much as men can do mm -hmm. and they don't realize it or they I, some don't want to and um i want to say it is a lot harder for females i want to say because i mean it depends on what they stream because i mean there's some there's some women that they usually do like cod or they do like fps's and you know obviously there's a lot more male presence in that right. um and so you know as soon as us females open our mouths it's go back to the kitchen you're a dishwasher you're this you're that and it's just like we can do what you can do i'm not saying better but like we can we're pretty up there some of us can be up there i think you know i think you know females can do pretty much what quote unquote males can do because if you look at the gaming community yet yeah, it's mostly males but you have people like and you know you have people like Nadia out there that is you know quote unquote shitting on some of these big time you know streamers and some of these you know big time cod people uh out here getting she's out here getting 40 50 you know kills now 
I don't take nothing away from her for when, uh, you know, doing that shoot. She's out here making a name for herself, I think. But I do think that uh, there is more, uh, more, you know, more of an uphill battle for females. But I, I do think people like Nadia is shining light on the gaming, uh, you know, the female gaming community, which is amazing. And I, and I give, you know, all the ladies of laser, especially the OGs that are here right now, nothing but props because what we, what we know you for at, is creators, content creators, you know, hell of a, hell of, you know, hell of gamers and all of that. And you don't, you all don't have to, re, you know, not, not really resort to it. You all don't have to do that because your gameplay speaks for itself. So I give you all, you know, nothing but flowers for doing that. And, you know, being, you know, stand up people and, and, and doing those things that, you know, don't have to quote unquote resort to that. Because like, if you look at like all y'all's TikTok views and your, you know, streams and your uh, uh, Twitch and all that, like it's, it's amazing to see you all, you know, see how, what communities you all have. What separates you all? from those females not you know we're not talking about showing cleavage or anything but i'm talking about just like your gameplay you like how you play the game how successful you're at the game like what separates what separates that though what separates like i could watch a female that is average and cute or i can watch this female who's cracked out of her mind hitting three 360 snipes what separates you all because I've I've been in both of your streams. I've seen you all play. You all are amazing streamers. You are very very like you're cracked out your minds. You, you you're engaging with chat. You're personable. Like what separates those percentages of females that make it to the top? You think what separates that? It's honestly, I mean, yeah, I love the games I play. I mm -hmm. love people that I play with. Honestly, right. a lot of it is. I found I find more that I focus on my chat and my <laughs> viewers more than I focus on the game. <laughs> like I have more fun sitting there messing around with chat and my viewers than I do actually winning or like getting kills in the game. Like honestly, I'd rather just sit here and die fifty times, but yet have the my five to ten viewers laughing and having a great time with me. I think that's honestly where the biggest thing is like, yes, I'm here to entertain you by playing a game, but at the same time, like some people also come in to have that conversation, ask me how my day was, what's going on. Like, I'd rather sit there and like have that conversation because sometimes that's the only conversation those people have during the day. Right. It's like, I'd rather give them the more so like my, socially from myself like give them that conversation that they need but also get some entertainment from me sucking at the game or getting killed because i was reading their message i think that's honestly the biggest thing is focusing more on your viewers and your chat as well as the game as well too um so yeah i, I was gonna agree with amish it is a whole engaging with your chat i've mm -hmm. hopped into a lot of streams where you know, I'm like, hey, you know, how are the games going? Or, oh, good shot. And no reply. No reply at all. Or it'll be like, they'll only reply to people they know. So, like, for me, like, whoever, you know, whoever's going to hop in, you know, whether you're new or not new, <clears throat> I'm there and I'm like, you know, talking back to you. And um, I am not an A1 
at games, you know, but I think what separates me from those people who are top-notch in games is my anxiety. My anxiety cracks at the weirdest spots and jump scares everywhere. Even Warzone. People say Warzone, you know, oh, it's a shooting game. No, it's not. It's a horror game. To me, it's a horror <laughs> game. It, it's a horror. I will panic. And I think that's what, you know, separates my stream from everybody else. Is like, you're going to come in. You're going to see me scream. You're going to see me yell. You're going to see me freak out. And I do warn people, like, you guys might want to, like, minimize the volume on your headsets because I tend to scream a lot. Like, I don't do it on purpose. It's just, you know, I get I get scared. And it's just, you know, that, that that's, it's all fun in games to me. It's all fun. I'm not going there to compete. I'm not going in there to be the best. You know, I'm there to take the stress off the day and chat with everybody and just, you know, have a good time. I think that is, too, like, one thing that does separate us from that genre i guess of female gamers is that we do genuinely enjoy the games that we play and we're not there to use call of duty or Fortnite as like a dating site or to get male attention like we're there genuinely to play the game to enjoy it to stream content for our viewers and to just have a good time and i think sometimes that's the whole rub of the situation is we're enjoying ourselves and they're not or we're good at the game and they're not. And I think sometimes because we're good at the game, that may take attention away from them. But that was one of the things that I really wanted to focus on with Laser is just having a good supportive like girl gamer community. And I think we've done excellent with building that. Why don't you guys each individually touch on like your title and Laser and what it is you guys do like on a day-to-day basis there? Um... I'll start. <laughs> yeah, you start. I'm Deb and I'm the president, and I basically just do whatever the VP tells me to do. Uh, no, uh, um, <clears throat> I I help promote people's streams when they're going live. I kind of keep everyone on the same page, organized. Um, I'm checking in with the sergeants and the other officers on a day to day basis to see, you know, what's going on. What can we, you know, do this week? I'm also a streamer myself, so organizing my own stream and just trying to keep everyone on the same page and pushing forward. I am the VP, so basically I am behind Dev. So like if she's out for whatever reason or busy at the time and there's something that, you know, needs to hit her table, like will come to mind and then I'll discuss it with her later if it's something beyond my hands. Um, I'm also here uh, promoting the customs that we have every week. Uh, I am in charge of getting people signed up on the roster. Uh, support. I'm here to support everyone when I can. Um, also checking in with everyone, making making sure everybody's good. Uh, basically, yeah, I just float around and you know whatever off whatever the officers don't have, like I'll try to get and yeah. Harley, what do you do? I am the secretary, and when we have our meetings, I will usually pinpoint if someone can't um, join us. I will usually do a little uh, notes for it, just so after um, when we're done, I usually put it into our officer chat. Um, I also help. I help Uwu with um, customers customs as well when um she if she's not around and someone signs up i usually uh make sure that um they get signed up um and also supporting people in their streams 
and then just floating around, making sure everyone's good. Everyone has their heads on, I guess. <laughs> she also helps keep Dino in line. Yeah, that too. Because <laughs> that's a full-time job for everyone. <laughs> it really is. God. I'll be at work and I'll see Harley like, all right, if you don't behave, you're not getting Zoom juice today. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes quiet and he's like, all right, fine. That's that's a very important part of laser, keeping him in line. <laughs> like I like Amish's um, approach to Dino. Just mute him. Mm-hmm, just <laughs> so mute that's him. what I do. <laughs> Ms. Amish, what do you do for Lisa? Um, I am the road captain. I also help with editing and stuff. It's just honestly pretty much I'm everywhere, I feel like. I help and keep prospect in line. If anyone needs help, I'm there to help. I promote people's socials, there to support them. Um, and just honestly making sure everyone just is having fun. Make sure they're following the rules and just if helping with whatever they need and i know that doesn't sound like a lot um coming from them in the grand scheme of things but honestly like each member especially these three play such a core part in laser um it would crumble without you guys i hope you guys know that like we laser as a whole would not be where it was today if it wasn't for all of you so I was I went to see um the new Black Panther movie on Thursday and there were nothing but like gaming movie trailers before um the movie. So I saw the trailer for Dead by Daylight, not Dead by Daylight, um Dungeons and Dragons and the Mario trailer. So I think like next year, because they come out next year, it's gonna be big for like gaming movies. And I know there's a couple more coming out too. So that's kind of exciting. Oh, it is. I think I, I, I really think that the culture of gaming is changing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, but before, you know, we didn't see, to me, these, you know, what do we see? Resident Evil, the movie, and stuff like that. But people are demanding to see these gaming movies, which is amazing because it puts more spotlight on the gaming community. We have our own little chat with the ladies. Um, so we'll give you guys a little bit of an insight. But we we share a lot of content in there um from tiktok and stuff and right now all over tiktok ladies are simping over ghost from call of duty and there is a call of duty movie coming out actually in 2023 that i think is going to be centered around like those main characters of like soap and ghost do you ladies plan on seeing the call of duty movie yes yes are we gonna simp (laughs) over ghost in theaters yes yes So at Halloween time, we were all obsessed with the the men and and the ghost face mask. Exactly. So, do we think the simping of ghosts has to do with the mask, or is it the character? Is it the voice actor, or is it just? I think it's the voice actor. Yeah, total package too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I think for ghost, uh, from Call of Duty, just like the whole masculine, the masculine of it, like like the build of his body and everything and then like that of not knowing who's under the mask and then for mm-hmm. me ghost face is definitely the voice yeah oh yeah oh okay okay i i got a question for for all of you so what is what is it about the mask i mean the unknown what like what is it the mystery, the mystery. Mm-hmm. yeah just yeah and then ghost Get face y'all is badass. <laughs> 
<laughs> Here you go. Just taking it too far. We was just fine. And look at you. You just took it too far. I love how far. she's been quiet this whole time. And then that's like. <laughs> what so, did she say? I didn't hear what she said. It's tingly inside. The, oh <laughs> no like like we was doing just fine I and then next it. thing you know you just had to unmute and just had to go on your hand of all is that is that not a thing is that not a thing for men tie like if a lady's wearing like a masquerade mask or something like that it doesn't add to the allure it, it, it does it does it does like if you go to like one of those masquerade balls or something like that it's the mask you know the Mm-hmm. It's just some something about it. I don't know. Like the mask and the drinking and then the talking and then you know, one thing leads to another. <laughs> Next thing you're all tingly inside. People over there tingly. taking notes. Note one, mask. Step I think two, we gotta... drink. <laughs> yep. I think we gotta change the lady chat to like tingly inside now. Oh <laughs> That's going to be the name of it now. Yeah, that's going to be the new name. Should we tell them what the name of it is now? Yeah. <laughs> so our Lady Chara now is called Lady Parts. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so now it's going to be tingly inside. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm telling you guys right now, like those of you um, listening from Laser that have made it the patch member and into the clubhouse, like the clubhouse is mild compared to Lady Parts. Oh, yeah. This- <laughs> Oh, for sure. We have men dying to be girls to be in the chat. <laughs> and we know how innocent Dino is. I think he just wants to come in there so he can flash his sinful sheriff badge at us and yell Probably. at us for being sinful. <laughs> oh, I think the amount of sinfulness that goes in that chat is enough to like demolish his whole like badge. Yeah, he ain't got enough Zoom juice to come back. Yeah, from that it'll oh, it'll Lord. burn between like before even entering. Like it'll just disintegrate before entering. He'll burn. <laughs> so, how are we liking MW2? Well, I heard the, what they're doing with the new Battle Pass for COD, though, that you're not going, you know, the normal that you go 1 to 100. You're not going to be able to, do, you don't do that no more. You can pick and choose, you know, the way you want to go. What? What? Oh, nice. So, it's more like a honeycomb kind of thing? Like, mm-hmm. you just pick which direction? Mm-hmm. Oh. Interesting. So, like, now See, I don't know do if that. I like all these changes they'd ended with MW2. No, I don't. Uh, bring I, I feel like back. <laughs> Please. I feel like if they were going to do all of these changes, they should have did it with, like, a new Call of Duty. Like, to do Modern Warfare 2, and yes, I understand it's not, like, a remake or remaster of the first one, but, like, MW2 was, like, it was the it game for so many people. And then to just make all of these changes on this one, like, I just don't like it. Like, come out with something different. That's my opinion. Like, there's plenty of wars out there that you can name a new Call of Duty after and do all of these. Like, I just don't like it. I like the gameplay. I just don't like how they're changing everything that we've gotten used to. And I know a lot of people are saying that. Like, I see that all over TikTok. Like, so many people are saying that. And I think some of it, too, is, like, I don't want to say, like, the nostalgia factor, but almost, like, I think a lot of us, because we were playing this modern warfare during, uh, like, the pandemic, that we kind of have, like, a trauma bond almost with modern warfare. And, like, it's hard for some of us to, like, let it go and move forward to modern warfare 2 and then to change so much of like the game that we all like spent so much time on and kind of 
had a love-hate relationship with. It's it's hard for some people. I was watching today, uh, before we got on, I was watching Tim the Tatman's, his, uh, you know, just goodbye to Verdansk. And it was so crazy to see, to go back and watch, like, how Verdansk transformed from the first time we played it to go to going to Rebirth, to go to Fortune's Keep, then Caldera. It was just, like, it took me back to, you know, especially with, you know, with all the uh, saying goodbyes and the, uh, with the uh, personalized videos. Like, it just, you're, you're so right. Like, I remember the first time I dropped into Verdansk. And <laughs> to see it go from that to this, it's like, eh, I'm going to give it a try. But it's like, man, it's not what I was used to back when I couldn't leave my house. But then on the flip side of that, like, we would say the same thing every time they came out the new map, like, with Rebirth. Like, everyone hated Rebirth at first. They didn't want it. They didn't like the small map. And now Rebirth has become almost like the new Verdansk. Like, I know Rebirth is leaving soon. Um, and everyone's having a hard time with that. And Caldera, like, Caldera is so, like, split 50-50. Like, you either love it or you hate it. And I'm one of those people that hate it. But, I mean, I hate it for other reasons other than just the map. But yeah caldera will never be verdansk for me um no, not and then fortunes keep like it just didn't have that it factor the way rebirth did well i think so if i have a lot of trauma that came from fortunes keep because of customs <laughs> and someone mm -hmm. um someone's team always camped in my loadout oh <laughs> oh She's never going to let that one go. Um, she knows who she is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you got to tell them. I was never a part of it. She was, okay. yeah, she was never there. It was always her team. It was, it's always so funny too, because we would look back, we would watch like the kill feed and it was like either halfway across the map as her team is camping our loadout or she's like running away from the scene. Like yeah. she's like, all right, y'all do what y'all want to do, but I'm, I'm going to just be this way. <laughs> yeah, either I'm the straggler or I see it's somebody I don't want to fight with and I'm running away. So I'm never like in the middle of the mix. Mm -hmm. Are we excited for the potential to have customs on Warzone back? Like yes. on the new map? Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm excited for that too. And I hope, like, I don't know what the plan is for, like, the Rebirth side, but I mean, I hope they eventually bring it back to where you can play both. And then they bring back the potential to have customs on there again, because I think every once in a while it would just be good. I hate to burst people's bubbles, but it's RIP for that one. For what, them having customs on Rebirth, or Rebirth is just done? Rebirth is completely done after the 16th so sad because i was See, i don't one. know if i believe that though like yeah they took for dance no, away and well, that's fine but like yeah. rebirth has gotten such like a cult following now like i think they would just be missing a whole demographic and losing out on a lot because not everyone's gonna have buy-in on the new war zone like i don't have complete buy-in on mw2 i don't like i feel like for me mw2 is just gonna kind of be like how cold war was and i spent less than 24 hours playing cold war well, like what, total. what they're doing is they're going to bring that they're going to bring a similar rebirth type map in mid 2023 to fill in that void. They, it, but it, will it though? Will no. It though? <laughs> well, I mean, I hate to say it like this. We moved on from 
you know, as, as bad as we hated to leave Verdansk, we moved on and we found something to fill its void, which was. Oh, rebirth. it never filled its void. Well, it I mean, yeah, it never filled the void. <laughs> it, it, to compare to, to Caldera, it filled the void. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what I mean. I don't mean like fill the void of dude, that first time. I'm talking about fill the void from people like, you, like Dev said, either you hated Caldera or you loved it. I'm the one that hated it. I hate yeah, Caldera. So I played Rebirth. And then when Fortune's Keep came, I, I played Fortune's Keep more than I played Rebirth. So now, now to get everybody on that second engine, the new engine, we're go- you, you're going to have two maps. You're going to have whatever this new map is called and, Ca- and uh, Caldera. So yeah. that, that's, the, that's the sad part because they said something about the engine. There's something about the engine that can't transfer over. That's why we couldn't have like the rotating maps like uh, Apex. No, it's because they built the map so big. I watched an interview with one of the Call of Duty developers. If I can find it again, I'll send it to you. But they said that the size of Verdansk, like when they were making it, they made like a lot of mistakes in it. Obviously, we know this, but the (laughs) size of Verdansk, just that map itself is the size of the entire Call of Duty as a whole. So that's why they could never rotate it because it would be like four or five hundred gigs. Just to have all of those on a rotation. I ain't gonna lie. I, I, I would download it. <laughs> I would. I purchased terabytes and not gigabytes because I'm like, right. uh, yeah. <laughs> if you think about it, yeah, I mean, I would, get, I would get an extended storage just for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like everything else can go on the extended storage. I'll just keep that. I mean, and I think a lot of people would do that. Oh, 100%. To go back. I mean, if I would have, if let's, what does Apex does does a uh, a map rotation? What's it every? I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is it an every, every hour? hour? Okay, every hour, mm-hmm. every hour. And they do that with um, arenas and BR. So BR, I think, rotates two or three different maps, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then arenas rotates five maps. Five, yeah. Now, granted. The arenas maps are just like a cutout of like the big map. It's just like one little section. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they rotate three different large scale BR maps. It's it's like a large, medium, and and I wouldn't say small, but yeah. And see, that's why everyone was like, you know, this game does it. Why can't you know Warzone? And that's finally when the guy was like, well, because we're dance by itself is three hundred gigs. <laughs> Imagine a rotate. Even if they was to do it, I would play Caldera for one hour if I knew Van. If I knew my my baby was coming coming right after that, I would do it. Mm-hmm. I would play Caldera for one hour, and no no better times are coming. And see, like this is what I don't understand is like how Verdansk was like. Like we we love Verdansk. Everyone you know has that moment that following with that map like. Okay, so you say you made so many mistakes and it's broken, but why not fix it? I mean, I personally think they're just missing out on a gold mine. Like, can you imagine like fixing Verdansk and bringing it back? Even like on a weekend rotation, how they, you know, take Fortune's Keep out for the weekend or whatever. Like, if you put Verdansk in for the weekends. Oh my God. Imagine. Can we write to them and let them know like this is what <laughs> like, can we send this part want? of the yeah, podcast so to them? Let's send them let's send them an official letter on laser den letterhead. <laughs> like this is what we are requesting. Yeah. 
I'm sad because like Secretary, can you draft that up, please? <laughs> <laughs> yes, right away. <laughs> I'm sad because like I, you know, Call of Duty's been out for a while. I didn't land in any Call of Duty, only Verdance, because of the whole pandemic, and I wasn't good at it. Right? It was a slow-paced game, and then mm-hmm. Rebirth came. I hated Rebirth because of how fast-paced it was, but I needed Rebirth to learn how to play. So if I would have had yeah. Rebirth in Verdance, like I would have been able to go back to Verdance and really do damage. Right. Because mm-hmm. like I yeah I had gotten so good because of the how fast paced it was. So now for any new map that does come out, you know I'm not going to be as bad as I was back in Verdance just because I had Rebirth. Yeah, I mean I think sad. Rebirth yeah Rebirth changed a lot for everyone. I mean we really like got into the movement phase of call of duty on rebirth because yeah. you had to like if you your ass wasn't moving like you're getting run through um definitely and uh, yeah i can remember like the cast i still remember the first time i ever dropped into rebirth i think i have it on a stream somewhere like it was absolute chaos because everyone was playing it it took you forever to load into one but like once you were in there like if you're just walking along leisurely like you were doing for dance like you're done you're done back to the lobby that you just waited 30 minutes in to get in here. And then, you know, they come out with like all the sweats and like all this different movement and the slide cancel and all that. Like we weren't doing any of that on Redansk. I think Rebirth definitely changed the game for a lot of people. And then you go back to Caldera, which I think is an even bigger map than Verdansk. Like everyone says like they're comparable, but I think personally like Caldera is forever. Like it takes you forever to get somewhere on there. I can't. I don't like Caldera because it's just so much field. Right. If it wasn't yeah. so much field, like it would have been cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they decided they're taking us to the jungle, but yeah. <laughs> I wish I, is is. I wish they would take one thing from Caldera and put it would have put it in uh Inverdance. If they would have had those uh those uh balloon drops where you can where you can zoom up the balloon and, and take mm-hmm. off to the, oh, the they, redeploy yeah. oh my yeah. god if we if they would have had those oh could you imagine jumping up and, and going to the top is the top of the buildings that for those campers up there that would stay up there all game oh my god i would have loved that no because then they would have gotten to me in prison top prison <laughs> <laughs> Verdansk memories. I mean, yeah, I think all of us kind of had like our first of Call of Duty on Verdansk, like my first win, my first solo clutch, um, my first solo win. Like so much was on Verdansk. And again, like I don't know if that's because, you know, we were all playing it during the pandemic and we kind of have like that trauma bond or if like the map was really just that great. But and also, I mean, it kind of like, yes, at the time you had Fortnite, you had PUBG, but I mean, I think Call of Duty really just set the tone for you know like battle royale like they kind of took a little bit of everything and just threw it into verdansk and yeah mine definitely is trauma bond with Mm -hmm. that and then uh like i said meeting my future husband on there like all that has to do with that yeah very sentimental (laughs) yeah she even got married on verdansk yeah i did (laughs) she had a call of duty wedding Mm -hmm. then got sniped in the head yeah. <laughs> Have you guys heard this story before? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, when they did those um the little recaps or whatever from 
your Call of Duty experience. Like, those are really nice. I didn't expect them to do anything like that. But it was really nice. And then just to see, like, where you stack up now. We were talking about it. Because, like, some of those people, um, we don't even play with anymore, you know, on a regular basis. But, like, mm-hmm. the, that was our crew <clears throat> during the pandemic. Mine is all still the crew that I run with till this day. Okay, well, you're different yeah. from everyone else. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, cool. And then, like, you know how it says, like, your number one player, like, the your, like, your one number one teammate? Mm-hmm. Um, mine happens to be my fiance, and then I checked his, and I'm his. So, I was like, yeah, I was like, that's so cool. <laughs> You'll have to play yeah. that little slideshow at your wedding. Oh, definitely. <laughs> As your number one teammate. <laughs> Good times. Verdansk is just top tier for me. Is it going to be hard Does to it... delete it? It'll be hard to delete. I'm not deleting it. It sucked to leave. Why would mine. I delete it? It sucked to leave. I, I didn't. I mean, like, I'm not gonna play Warzone uh, One anymore. I'm not gonna play MW. You know, MW. So I, you know, I just went ahead and deleted the uh, Warzone and stuff. But it was just like, man, it was like, damn. It's like a part of you that the, the, you, you know, it's that phone. You know, that phone that has all those the the photos. You know, and you just like you lose it. And you're like, damn. I wish I had that old photo, that old phone. Mm-hmm. Again. And you know, it's kind of like that with. The only positive thing is the space. Man. Yeah, I mean, I can't delete mine because we're still going to be doing customs on Modern Warfare every other week. So. Yeah, I'm keeping mine. You didn't know that, Ty? And you deleted it? Well, I deleted, I deleted yeah, the I campaign. Agree. So I got, I, got put, I got put back the multiplayer now. But yeah, I'll put back <laughs> multiplayer. But I just, it just sucks, though. It sucks that you can't. Yeah. It's the end of an era. I mean, it really is. And we're going into something new. And I think that's part of it, too. Like, it's it's the fear of the unknown. Because, you know, we had such high hopes for Caldera being, like, you know, that big thing that's going to change, you know, the way we feel about Verdansk. And then same thing with Fortune's Keep, because they were touting it as, you know, the mid-sized map. Yes, it's going to have the, the resurgence aspect, but, you know, it could potentially be what replaces Verdansk, and it just wasn't. So I think for a lot of us, like, we've had that disappointment before, so we're just kind of setting ourselves up for that. But, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for it to see what the new map's going to bring and how the gameplay is going to be different. But I still think that I'm very much going to miss Rebirth. And Redansk. I was telling Ami. Especially with this game. This game, you've got to play a lot more angles and you gotta mm-hmm. be more more strategic. Yeah, break this the is game. our conversation at 2 a.m. Yeah, like I mean, you're gonna have to do that. You know, you're gonna there's you could, you know, there's no more B hops, there's no more, you know, slide canceling. You gotta be really, really strategic about how you move. And like, you know, you're potential taps your you know your your button low you know layout all has to change with this game like it's like it's like you're a right hand person now you you gotta learn how to uh, write with your left hand that's what's so crazy about this new game yeah i think everything is different and i think it's kind of annoying in a way but i don't know like i do like that the game style, like the gameplay, feels very reminiscent of some of the older Call of Duties. Like, um, Ghost was one of my favorite ones, and 
just the gameplay feels similar. And that was the same. You got to be strategic in your movements. You can't just slide and glide your way through a team. Here's a random question. Like, I was just thinking about this because we talk about, you know, like Texas and Telemetto and Crank and how they're just called demons. And <clears throat> we were talking, um, I think it was in their podcast, um, Ty was telling us that this one streamer has like a, a school like a gaming school do you feel like like gaming skills can be taught or you either have it or you don't um i believe it could be taught uh and with that like not so much as like all right i'm gonna teach you and then you're gonna like know how to play exactly like i play i mean like Okay, like, this is what I do. Like, so when you come around this corner, do this and this and this. Okay, that's it. Now it's up to you to practice. If you don't practice, you're not going to get it. I feel like the basics can be taught. But, like, pure talent, like Texas and Talamedo have, that is just, that is not taught. That is something that you were born with. Like, there is no way that, no way. There's certain yeah, I agree. You can't be taught that. I think mm -mm. a lot of it, like, gaming goes to, like, a mental aspect. Like, the way you think, the way, like, you get your hands to work, you know, different things like that. Um, Yeah, you can teach me your setup. You can teach me step-by-step step exactly what you're going to do. I still am not going to be you. I mean, I've played countless hours now with Telemetto teaching me how to quick scope with the car 98. I'm good. I'm decent. I can hit some of my shots. I ain't got it like he's got it. And I mean, that yeah. man has been playing a year. I've yeah, been playing this game since it started. Yeah, that's why I think it, it comes down to like, they can teach you, but it's up to you to practice. And also mm -hmm. where your headspace, I think your headspace has a lot to do with it. Because mm -hmm. like, from personal experience, um, I'm playing with my fiance, right? And he's like 15 kills, 20 kills, and I'm like three. And like, so I'm like, okay, like, what am I doing wrong? And he's like, you think about it too much. Stop thinking. For some reason, me and him get into an argument. I'll go complete silent. I'll go, I'll go silent that whole game. And then I'll rack up 10, 11, 12 kills. And I'm like, it mm -hmm. takes me to be mad and not want to listen to any of you guys for me to, like, actually, like, get my head in the game and, like, get my kills. So I think it's because I you're more focused on the argument at that point <laughs> and not the game. May not not even that maybe like because I I fuck around a lot I like I played with you guys before and you guys know like oh like we're pushing over here but like my headspace is like oh my god look at this it's so funny like I'm I don't take the game too serious mm -hmm. so I guess like it took me like to get mad to like get serious into the game and like really like wanna play and like I'm like all right I'm gonna get more kills than you like my motive <laughs> there's my motive so I think like practice one and like your headspace too. Yeah. Well, I mean, it also depends on what you want to do as a gamer. You know, you got different types of gamers. You got the ones that are funny. You got the ones like T, Texas, and Crank that, that has those high kills, those 20, 30 bombs. Yeah. Now, it just, it, agree. It, it just depends on what you, what is, what is your knack? Like, your I can teach, yep. yeah, I can teach you how to slide, cancel, break cameras, whatnot. But if you have that package where you can talk, you can, you know, have a great conversation with your chat, you're funny, you're personable, you could be a subpar gamer and still get m tons of views just because people feel comfortable coming in and talking to you. So I, I guess it would just depend on like how you would 
you know, what what you would be looking for. Yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, like, definitely, like, gaming mechanics can be taught. But, like, the mental aspect, I think that's, like, yeah. person-specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's up to you to take the hours to practice and get your headspace into that. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know what that headspace is like. You do not want to know. <laughs> I mean, even talking to, like, Texas and Telemeto and Crank has um, said that he'd come on the podcast, too, because I have a lot of questions for him. Mm-hmm. A lot of questions. Like... They seem so casual with it when you're watching them. Frank and for me, like casual, yeah. But the Texas boys, they're so competitive. Mm, no. Yeah. What happened? What did you say, Ms. Amish? I said not always. <laughs> no, not always. For some days with the boys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've played with like um, Texas Talmoto and that boy, like on Fortune's Keep and stuff. And I mean, they're running through teams and just like shit talking each other the whole time. Like it's completely casual. Um, and when we had them on the podcast, like that was one of the things I talked about. And I had to ask them, like, how do you guys get anything done with that boy? Like, because there's just no way. <laughs> like, I can't focus with him because I'm what just laughing say? too much. What did he say? Do that to me. <laughs> I freaking love him. <laughs> but yeah, there's no way. And then for them to just rack up like the wins and the kills that they do with that lunatic in the background, like <laughs> there's no way. No way. But I, I think when we were talking to them, I think it's that whole they're just so comfortable playing with each other. Um, but they don't even have to think about it. I they just know. Very, I think that's very yeah. key too. Like who you mm-hmm. play with. That is very important as well. I know when I play with you guys, like not Miss Amish because she's my duo, of course, but like, um, like the times that like we play with like you and Kev, like I think you guys are like a level above me, so I get nervous and I feel like I have to perform really well, and then I don't perform really well, so I just play like shit and then just leave you guys to your to your own. Yeah, no, thing. I I like when I play with him, like that's I think I think that's why like we kind of like bump heads a little bit because he's more of like oh, you should have had that. Or like, where were you? You were supposed to have my back. I was like, oh, well, I was like catching butterflies. <laughs> you know, like, we don't, we don't match in game. But like I said, like if, if I'm in that, like if I'm pissed off or like not in the mood, like my head's strictly in the game, me and him, like we've gotten our wins. Like consec- I think I have it. I have it on my TikTok too. We had four consecutive wins where I clutched. And it's like, because I'm so mad and my head's so in the game. That's what I can do. But the me, like the happy me, natural, like I'm not mad me, like I'm fuck, like I love just to like go around and have a good time. Like even when we play, when us girls play, like it's so much fun because it's like we're not taking the game serious, as serious. Yeah. yeah. But oh my god, once Amish comes in, it's like, you know, I hear her gun going off. I go, oh my god, you're like way over there fighting. <laughs> I'm coming. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how many times when me and her are playing together, we're in a turn. I'm like, are you fighting? Are you fighting? Yeah, I, I learned like I learned to look at my uh, screen, and you can tell who's shooting. So I'm like, oh gosh, mm-hmm. he's shooting. <laughs> I was like, yeah. hold on. Oh, but yeah, it 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 is important with who you play with. I think it has a lot to do with it too. Like one of these days when I stream attorney, like it's gonna be a thing. Like take a shot every time I say, "Are you fighting?" <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, so we're because so sometimes like I don't really know with her because sometimes. 
Yeah, sometimes she's legit fighting, or sometimes she's, like, shooting the gas can. Like, I don't know. So that's why I'm just like, are you fighting? <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, since we're all here, Nadia said yesterday in one of her clips that she is the best female search and destroy player. So I want to know which one of you guys is going to challenge that. I will. There you go. <laughs> I do it. Let's go. Let's you go. can count me out completely. <laughs> <laughs> Ty was trying to say, like, go talk your shit. I said, I know some ladies that can give her a run for her money. And Ty was like, put out the challenge right now. Go talk your shit. I was I like, really. I would put money. Harley I was like, I would put, yeah, I would put money on Miss Amish and Harley any day of the week against her. Yeah. I'm going to practice Modern Warfare 2 search a little bit more. But Modern Warfare 2019 is going to play some search. Oh, I'll destroy that bitch. Clip it, clip it, it's good enough. Definitely making the podcast. Yeah, I want that That on my soundboard. That might even be a clip for TikTok right there. I want that on my soundboard, please. You got it. I pray to God. I pray to the good Lord. As soon as this clip goes out, I want I want your little inbox to bing, and I promise you, we will podcast that thing. Oh Lord. The day we want. If her. she wants to go ghost hunting, then I'll come out. But till then, I'll stay in my place. <laughs> <laughs> so, Harley, what is next for you in terms of like your streaming career, your gaming career? I do eventually want to push for partner, but right now, uh, it's kind of has to be like put on hold because of children and working. Um, I, I'm trying to keep on my set schedule but like things always happen <laughs> and then i have to like push it back so i'm just trying to kind of go with the flow right now um and I, i'm trying to like at least um stream at least three days a week right now until i get into like the groove with um if I'm going to be either getting a second job or switching back to my old job. Um, so if I switch back to my old job, I got to tweak my uh, my stream schedule because I am more than likely going to be working at night. The next step for me would probably be a partner push. That would be my ultimate goal in the streaming world. But honestly, the one thing that I really want to be able to help with is just making the streaming and gaming community easier for women. That would be my, the biggest thing that I would want to help with. That is an amazing goal to have. Ooh, what's your next step? I think for me, as far as my streaming goes, I want to start um, doing more close streams. I feel that that isn't being done as much. And it just, I don't know, I feel like that's more of my place. Um, and as for gaming, um, I'm going to start picking up more VR. And definitely want to start streaming VR content. You all have excellent goals in mind. I have no doubt that you guys are going to reach those and beyond. I know I've said it numerous times during this podcast, but Laser is so lucky to have each and every one of you. And I just feel blessed beyond measure to have you. Ty and I have enjoyed sitting down with you all. Um, we had some great laughs. And I know that our laser community and the world outside is going to get to know you guys so much better. And just fall in love with you just like we have. Thank you all for being here. <laughs>